podcast. Yes, the podcast known as Crime Culture. We haven't introed the podcast. We're bad at this. Nobody knows what podcast they're listening to anymore. You gotta like know the podcast to be okay. You gotta with like it. know the podcast. You gotta like be like on the like the inside on the scoop. list. <laughs> <laughs> I hate us. Um, oh, I hate myself. Yeah. So this is the podcast, and uh, this is us. No, we're not. This is us. It's crime culture, but yeah. This episode today is very interesting. I don't know. Did you look at the schedule? Do you know what we're talking about today? No, I decided to give you the same courtesy that you (gasps) gave me and not look at the schedule. Amazing. Sometimes I have to look at the schedule to know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I do that, and then I misread it, and I do the wrong thing anyway. That's fine. As long as we have an episode, correct? I'm waiting for the week (laughs) where you think that I'm doing the episode and i think you're doing the episode and then we don't have anything to talk about don't put that out there that's not funny that's a day that we just do a mini-sode and we call it a day (laughs) yeah right uh well that's not today because today we are talking about the kidnapping of colleen stan otherwise known as the girl in the box what's in the box not good shit oh well i'm thinking because seven's on netflix again so that's what i figured It is. Oh, I love Seven. Yeah. Seven. If you want to have, <laughs> have like an existential crisis. Oh, God. Seven ends like. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, give it away. But um, Seven ends like Requiem for a Dream ends that like the movie is over and you don't even turn it off after the credits. You're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there with your like eyes glazed over and you're like, what did I just see? Like yep. you're, you're in a funk all day because you're like oh what what was that yep so if you want one of those movies go ahead and watch seven yeah if you want more of an existential crisis during covid this is the movie for you yeah right um well this is not like seven so we're gonna dive right in we're not even gonna no preamble here we go no preamble like we've been doing for the past three minutes. <laughs> Wait, one, one, one bit of preamble. One the preamble, day, here we the go. The day we're recording this, Phil Spector passed away. I know. But I have to say, and anybody else who has seen this, feel free to jump in. The number of articles and tweets and shit that I've seen that have, at best, said music producer and convicted killer... I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 he went, he, he, convicted killer can come first, thank you very much. Like, Hitler was an artist, but we don't say the artist and the Fuhrer known as Hitler. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it should always be killer first. Well, when OJ passes first. away, it's going to be uh, Hall of Famer slash yeah. maybe murderer? Slash <laughs> definite burglar? <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, um, slash glove model. Um, it's the same so. thing that we talked about with Mark Twitchell. If you look up yeah. Mark Twitchell, it says that he's a Canadian filmmaker. Yeah. Like and that's what it is he's listed as in Google when you search him. Exactly. But what's really bothering me are all the tweets where they're like, oh, R.I.P. a legend, Phil Spector. Like separate the artist from the art man. Well, and see, I'm like, here's it's the different. Thing. Here's the thing with that, though is like, I was upset when Michael Jackson passed away because I really like his music. But then that Neverland documentary came out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. He Guess is what? really bad. I mean, there was always yeah. 
there was always there was, like there sketchy was, things about hints, him but then yeah. that came out and you're like oh no <laughs> so i mean that's there's gonna be people who are upset when uh cosby passes away like, i thought you were gonna say when it comes out that we did something and i was like whoa <laughs> i have done nothing wrong them. ever in my <laughs> life and i believe that <laughs> um but yeah i just it really it's bothersome that people are saying oh like he was a musical legend i'm like yeah well there's plenty of other musical legends like that fucking di- died recently that don't suck or yeah. that are still alive that don't suck like um and also if you are one of those people who have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> Phil Spector, you can listen on our episode about him. I'm not trying to uh, pretend like I Stall. am looking at what number episode it is. 54. You, you can knew listen that. to episode 54. Off the top Phil of your Spector. head, you knew that. Yeah. Right off the dome, bitch. Mm-hmm. She knows everything. I do. Mm-hmm. That's why my hair's so big. It's full of secrets. It's my little genius over there. Yep. Okay. Now, now. Now, now, no more preamble. Now, now we're getting into the episode. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, but just one more. Nope. <laughs> here we go. In 1977, 20-year-old Colleen Stan was hitchhiking from her home in Eugene, Oregon, to a friend's house in Northern California for a birthday party. Honey, no. We don't It's 1977. Uh, y- Everyone was I'm doing it. I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing. Like, we don't hitchhike, folks. Well, she did a lot of hitchhiking she considered herself an expert hitchhiker and at this point she had already made it to red bluff california which is 350 miles south so i think she it said in my research that she had already gotten two rides up until that point so she knew how to hitchhike she was good at it she was confident in herself and um by the time she had gotten to red bluff she had already de- uh, turned down two other rides i think one of them was like a car full of guys like teenage-ish nope. guys and she was like no nah, not about it and then another one was like an older like one single older guy or like somebody who wasn't even really going in the direction she was going in so she was like uh, i'll wait so she turned down those rides and then a blue van pulls up and no. inside the car <laughs> of course you say blue van you're like no not about it not even just van that's yeah. it um so inside the car was a man around her age who which would be kind of comforting it's like okay so that's all right and his wife uh who was in the passenger seat and they had a baby in the back seat all right that so, would be comforting wife yes. and baby exactly so st- uh stan saw this and was like young couple and their child this is a safe option they're going where i need to go where i need to be perfect boom let's do it so she Uh gets in the car and they have to stop at a gas station and she went to go use the bathroom at this point and uh in the book about her story uh the simple gifts of life by jim green stan Mm -hmm. recalls that she had a strange feeling when they had gotten to this rest stop. She said, quote, a voice told me to run and jump out of the window and never look back, end quote. But she calmed her fears and went back to the car. Yes. Spoiler alert, it doesn't end well. Oh, yay. Yeah. Uh, So the couple in the car were 23-year-old Cameron Hooker and his wife, 19-year-old Janice Hooker. Cameron was a lumber mill worker with an intense bondage fantasies 
um, who had been using Janice to fulfill those fantasies. Oh, yay. That's, yeah. that's nice. That's we'll get more. hammer shit. Yeah, we'll get more into that, that later. <laughs> um, so they had reached an agreement that Cameron could kidnap a girl and use her as a slave for his fetish. So nice of them to agree. Yeah. Um, and basically they used their baby as a way to seem safe to hitchhikers yeah. because obviously like Stan was an expert hitchhiker. Like she knew what to look for and what mm-hmm. felt safe and what wasn't. And she was like, couple with a baby, that seems safe to me. Yeah. Well, and also as as a woman, like I was taught during like, they weren't like self-defense things, but it was like the same time that they would give you like the birds and the bees talk. They would be like, oh, here's how not to get raped because St. Maria Goretti, am I right, kids? Um, and so they told us, they were like, look for mothers. Like, no matter how old you are, look for someone with, a, like a woman with a child. Look for a mother with a child or with children. I think that's a little, I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. But I also think it's a little antiquated because yes. in my area of New Jersey, for a time, there was a religious cult, I guess I'll say, that was basically using women to mm-hmm. go up to other women and like talk to them for a little while, get them close to their vehicle, and then they would be kidnapped and like put into this like cult. Like this was a, yeah. a real thing that was happening relatively recently. I think we had mentioned it uh, in passing on the podcast um, over the summer or last year or whatever it was. But that's fucking terrifying as shit. Right. And obviously we know um i think her name was wanda barzi the one yep. who was with um kristen smart with kristen smart elizabeth smart elizabeth smart yeah yeah and um i'm there's there's a whole mess of women that we have talked about that yeah. are terrible terrible people but that's what i'm saying they weren't like don't just go up to a woman go up to a woman with a child like you see them that they have a child yeah because they're more likely to be safe because they have a child yeah um i have since become heavily acquainted with some people that should not have had children so i can understand where that does not hold up yeah mothers Um, aren't always safe but (laughs) just because you're a mother does not mean you're a mom and that is what i'll say about that Ooh, but, that seems a little... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. no, no <laughs> coming no. from experience. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's all right. No. We'll move right past it. Yeah. So well, the thing is, like, the person I'm talking about has my address. So I, no, 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 no. So according to Stan and Janice's testimonies, once they were alone in an isolated area, Cameron pulled off the highway and put a knife to Stan's throat. At knife point, Cameron forced Stan to place a handmade wooden box over her head. And this box weighed 20 pounds. It blocked out all of the light and sound. Like, he he put padding on the inside. um, And it even prevented the flow of fresh air. So she was being, like, choked. Suffocated, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, this is going to come up a lot. The couple is called the hookers. So Mm -hmm. just know I'm referring to this couple and not sex workers as a derogatory term so we're still gonna get bad reviews about it but go for it that's their last name and i i know i, I know, constantly refer to skip. them <laughs> i constantly refer to them as their first name but 
if it's them yeah. together, they're the hookers. So the yeah. hookers then took Stan to their home where years of torture, rape, and emotional abuse commenced. Years. And I did say years. Yes, years. Oh my God. Yes. So it's going to get a little rough moving forward. Rough. I feel like I always pick the really super horrifying uh, cases. You do. So this is a little bad, so you feel free to, like, skip, but I'm going to talk about what happened on the first night of her imprisonment. Yeah, I'd fucking love to, but I can't, so. Nope, you're in it for the long I'm haul, lady. I'm a prisoner. Lady. So on the first night of her kidnapping, Stan was strung up by her hands to the rafters in the ceiling of the hooker's basement and physically attacked by Cameron. Oh, my God. She was beaten, electrocuted, whipped, and burned, and left blindfolded and suspended while the pair had sex below her. What the so, fuck? Yeah. The, the, I'm telling you, when I told you he had bondage fetishes, it goes beyond anything you would see on, no. like, Pornhub. I mean, I mean, I haven't looked uh, deeply into that topic, so maybe it sure. does. I don't know. Um, but when they had finished, Cameron removed the box and hung Stan for another 10 to 15 minutes. Finally, he took her down, placing her in a larger box in the basement he chained her wrists, uh, put the head box on top of her, and then tied her feet to the box. So, very uncomfortable oh. position. Yeah. Uh, all the while, she's naked. So, oh, great. Not great. The next day, Cameron took her out of the box and put her on a homemade rack and chained her wrists and ankles to the corners of it. And a rack is like... Uh, like a rack. Uh, yeah like uh <laughs> i guess it, it looks like a bed frame almost yeah like with the four corners and chained her wrists and ankles to it um he left her this way all the way until the following day oh my god so she was there for a full day and during her during one of her first days in captivity cameron gave stan a meal that she was unable to finish and becoming angry with her he hung and whipped her what the fuck? And once she finished the meal, Cameron put her back on the rack. Yeah, not great. Um, and I'm going to say right up top, um, I will freely share the information or the places that I got the information uh, from this case with anyone. Um, lots of this. I found um, the actual like case file for it, mm -hmm. which has like actual like testimony and everything in it. So this was this was information that was given in court when yeah. this uh transpired so for the next five months uh cameron kept her naked bound blindfolded and gagged in the basement the first seven to ten days stan um was chained to the rack and wearing the head box and for the remainder of the first five months um she was kept in a coffin-like box in the basement for 23 hours a day. Oh my God. And the other hour, she was only allowed to eat cold leftovers, have one glass of water, always with her captor in her presence. Yeah. And during this time, Cameron regularly practiced bondage on Stan, suspending her from the rafters, constricting her breathing, whipping her, keeping her encased in the head box, tying her to the rack, shocking her with electrical cords, burning her pubic area with a heat lamp. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And uh, immersing her in a bathtub until she was unable to breathe. Oh Stan once estimated that Cameron hung her and whipped her 90 to 100 times in the first six months. Oh, my God. This was a poor girl who was 20 years old trying to get to a birthday party. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll say multiple times during this episode, don't hitchhike. It's not a no. thing that is safe don't anymore. Do don't do it. Um, one terrifying detail that Stan told ABC 10 News was that in view of the box under a bed propped up against a purse was a photo that Stan saw every day of a girl named Marie Elizabeth uh, Spanik, I think is how you say her name. And this girl was a previous victim whose body was never found. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, the hookers had done this deal before. They kidnapped a hitchhiker, Spanik, um, and took her to the house. And when she wouldn't stop screaming and fighting Cameron, he strangled her and buried her in a park about 60 miles from their home. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she wasn't the first one to be captured by these people. Wait, so they know that she was buried in a park 60 miles from their home, but they don't know, like, where she, they like, they weren't able to find the body? I think because, spoiler alert, Stan was in captivity for seven years. Um, before her, I think the, the previous girl was taken, like, six months to a year before her. Mm-hmm. So by the time the trial started there was no evidence of her body. I believe that's what what happened, yeah. And this was all from, like, a confession. uh, From, I believe Janice spilled everything towards the end. Um, But after three months, Stan was finally allowed to take a shower. Oh, my God. Yeah. And her waist-long hair was so knotted and matted that it had to be cut up to her shoulders. And Cameron just hacked it off of her. Yeah. Um, from this time on, she was allowed to shower once a month. Ugh. With all oh, of this, this like, abuse happening to her, and she can't, like, bathe herself. And she can't, remember, she's being kept in this coffin for 23 hours a day. The odds yeah. are, they're not letting her go to the bathroom. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that, and we'll also get to how hot it is oh, in yay. this box. So... After enduring months of this treatment, in January 1978, Cameron offered Stan additional privileges if she agreed to sign herself into slavery for life. Cameron told Stan that a man from the company needed her to sign the contract. Now, this is going to be a big thing. So he said that the company was an underground network of rich and powerful men that buy, trade, and keep women as slaves. I mean, this wholeheartedly may or may not be true, but that's not, we're not getting into a conspiracy theory about this. (laughs) We're not getting into a conspiracy theory about this. Also, he was totally fucking lying about her current situation. Um, But Stan believed that the company was watching her and her family and that they would all be killed if she didn't do as Cameron said. Because he, Mm. like, she was being so abused and he was reinforcing everything so much that she 100% believed in what he was saying to her. Um, she later said, quote, his wife told me that if you step outside the door without permission from us, you might as well put a shotgun to your head and pull the trigger, end quote. Holy shit. So when she agreed, um, to sign the contract, her name was changed just to Kay, and she was told to refer to Cameron as master and Janice as ma'am. And the torture didn't stop, but Stan was allowed additional hours outside of the box, basically to be like their maid. Like, she would do chores oh for them, um, like, cook and clean and everything, but only at night. So she didn't see daylight for a very long time. And also, presumably, not the kid. 
Because let's think about that. Like, the kid could very well go to their preschool or wherever and be like, oh, like, the lady that lives in the basement. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. So Cameron also required Stan to kneel, bow her head, and ask permission before doing anything. A huge power trip. Huge yeah. white man power trip. Yeah. Um, or orange Cameron- man power trip. <laughs> yeah. Cameron placed a collar around Stan's neck as a symbol of her slavery. Eventually, this collar and a subsequent one wore out. So Cameron replaced them uh, with an earring that he pierced through her right labia. Whoa! No! No! I uh, no! Yeah. Uh-uh. Shit! But no. you also like, also the think about of times I have crossed my legs. Like, oh fuck! Yeah. No. Did you just get a quiver because I was like, oh god, I got a twinge. When, yes, I got a when twinge. When I read that, I was like, oh Jesus, no! I have I have wrapped my legs fully around each other, and they're not opening up for at least another no. six months. No. But listen to what I said before that. The <laughs> collar that was put on her. And another yes. one yes, wore ran out. Through. Yeah. So this poor girl, like my dog had a collar for 10 years. Yeah. That didn't wear out. This poor yeah. girl had two collars wear out in the time that she was kept in captivity. We had a dog for 11 years that had grand mal seizures, like not like regularly, but semi regularly. And she ran through two collars, but she had grand mal seizures. Yeah. Yeah, this poor girl. Um, Again, there's going to be some not great information if that didn't already uh, prep you. So in the first few months, Cameron did not have sexual intercourse with Stan, using her only for bondage purposes, engaging in intercourse only with Janice. That was supposed to be mm. their uh, their agreement. That he would not have sex with the slave, oh. only use her for like the bondage and torture, pretty much. And that oh. was supposed to be super chill. That's what they, they had decided together. Yeah. Uh, in February 1978, Cameron had sexual intercourse with Stan in Janice's presence. Janice had suggested that this might excite her, but it only upset her. And after this incident, it appears that there was no sexual intercourse between Cameron and Stan for some time. That's okay. what the court transcript said, but it did happen again yeah. later on. Um, so in April 1978, that's almost a year into her captivity, the hookers and Stan moved to a trailer. Uh, previous to this, they were uh, in a house. Mm-hmm. Cameron had constructed another smaller box to keep Stan in, and this box was kept under the hooker's waterbed, and there was only a small fan to blow air through a very small hole. And uh, she was allowed to keep a bedpan to use in this box that she had to move into place with her feet anytime she had to use the bathroom. Oh, my God. And the entire time, she was forbidden to make any noise because they do because have a child. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometime in late spring of 1978, so this is over a year, into her captivity, Stan was finally allowed to wear clothes and go outside in the daytime. Really? Yeah. So, well, not for anything good. Cameron put her to work uh, gardening in the hot summer sun when he wasn't torturing her or keeping her in a box under their hot bed. Um, She even helped Cameron dig out an underground dungeon that Cameron intended to put more slaves in. Oh, my God. Yeah. In September, uh, this is not great. 
In September of 1978, Janice gave birth to another daughter. Cameron delivered the baby himself at home. Stan was under the waterbed the entire time that Janice was in labor. Oh. Yeah. Also, giving birth in a waterbed? That woman, Jesus Christ. If she wasn't such a piece of shit, I would have so much respect. Have you ever sat in a waterbed? I have, but it didn't last long because I fell right the fuck out. It's horrible. It and is. also, like, it it generates, like, it keeps its heat a yeah. lot more. Yeah. And it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. I don't understand why it was a thing, but I wanted no. one as a little kid for the longest so did time. I, of course. Yeah. Why the fuck? Yeah. Like the little mermaid. You're just sleeping in the water. That's basically exactly. what it is, right? Mm. Oh, that's another thing. If it gets a hole, like, you can't, like, I have a cat sitting next to me right now. If you have a cat and a waterbed, mm, probably not a great idea. Oh, I don't know. That sounds like a fucking fantastic idea to me because just think about that for one minute. There's a discovery to be made. Think about all the clouds. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking, think of who <laughs> makes that discovery first. It's the I, one with I all the clouds. I would think I would just pee myself. <laughs> like, I, I would wake up and be like, did I pee in the night? I'm not pregnant, but did my water break? <laughs> did my water break? In, a, in a sense. <laughs> Oh, this is terrible. We should not be joking during the middle of this episode, which no, is horrible. No, but you know, sometimes when you're really upset by something, you need a little levity, and a that's little what bit. we're here for. So let's let's bring it right back down again. <laughs> Great. In April 1979, so that's like two, almost two years into captivity, mm-hmm. Janice got a job at a fast food restaurant during an evening shift, and while she was out at work, Stan was in charge of preparing dinner for Cameron. With Janice out of the house for hours at a time, Cameron's abuse of Stan increased. He was sexually assaulting her at least once or twice a week. And Stan said, quote, anytime I was taken out of the box, I never know. I never knew what to expect. Fear of the unknown was always with me as I was kept in the dark, both physically and mentally. End quote. Right. And even though she was kept in the box for the box under the bed for two years by this point, Neither of the Hooker children knew at their that their sometime babysitter was living in the house. So oh. Stan was like once once Janice got a job and Cameron was also working. Remember he worked at the lumber mill. Yeah. Um, they had a built-in babysitter because she was a fucking slave. Yeah. So she was taking care of the kids. That's so during the up. day. It was That's... fucking crazy. Um. Here is something that is absolutely mind-boggling. So, um, nearly four years into her captivity, Cameron took Stan to visit her family. What? Remember I told you that she was in captivity for seven years? Yeah. She saw her family four years into her her captivity. I... So, here's the thing. She had been allowed to make a few telephone calls to her family in 1980 under Cameron's supervision. Cameron told Stan that he had to get permission from the company to put up a $30,000 security deposit to cover the company's cost of watching Stan and her family when they were together. Again, 100% bullshit. Yeah, yeah. A week before the trip, at Cameron's instruction, Stan told the children and the neighbors that she was going to be leaving because obviously she was left out. She was able to go outside at this point. Like, so people had seen her. So Cameron had to like cover his bases and be like, bye, I'm gone. 
So Cameron drove off as uh, if he were taking her to the bus station, but smuggled her back into the mobile home and put her in the box under the waterbed. I don't remember what the point of this was, mm-hmm. but whatever. And as a test of her obedience, Cameron had Stan place a gun in her mouth and pull the trigger. What? Uh, yeah. The gun oh, was empty. Fuck no. But he that's how much of a hold he had over her at this point. She was under his strict supervision for four years. So this was just showing him she's gonna do whatever I say. She would mm-hmm. kill herself if I told her to do it. Yeah, which I'm sure was a huge fucking power trip for him. Exactly. So in mid-March 1981, Cameron took Stan to visit her family in Riverside for two days. Stan's belief in the company was so strong that she convinced her family that Cameron was her boyfriend and that they were happy together. What the fuck? Yeah. And not at her. Like, what the fuck that your family would believe this? Well, her family thought that she was actually involved in a cult because she was really, really pale because she was fucking kept under a box box for four years. Um, she had severe weight loss. Um, she was wearing handmade clothes, didn't have any money, and, of course, the absence of communications over the years. Right. But they didn't want to pressure her because they were afraid that she would go away forever. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, like, press upon her, like, tell us what's wrong, what is going on. Again, they hadn't heard from her in four years. Yeah. They thought she was, they Dead. thought she was kidnapped. Yeah. But then she was like, no, no, like, I'm with my boyfriend who you've never met or heard of or know anything about um but according to stan cameron feared that uh he had given her too much freedom and when he took her back to his mobile home he locked her in the wooden box under his waterbed and she remained in the box 23 hours a day for the next three years what the fuck yeah after that trip he was like uh that's not good also I'll, i'll post on the uh the website but when she was with her family, like the whole first day, she was with her family by herself. Mm-hmm. And the second day, that's when Cameron came, like he was going to like take her back. Her family took a photo of them together. Oh, and my it God. is fucking chilling. Like she has her arms around him and he and she's smiling and he's smiling. It is terrifying. I'm sure her family took the photo to be like, this is the guy. <laughs> like, yeah. This guy's a problem. Like, I'm sure they did it as a liability. But it wasn't until 1983 that Stan was reintroduced to the children and the neighbors, and she was also allowed to get a job as a maid at a hotel. Obviously, any money that she made would go straight back to Cameron and Janice. Um, But Cameron wanted Stan to become his second wife, which was a huge turning point for Janice. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, that's a big fucking no. Well, Jan... Cameron wanted to have like a harem of women. Like oh, he was God. planning on kidnapping more more women. Great. So super um, guy. Great guy you got there, Janice. Yeah. What a catch. But Janice decided to, at this point finally to come clean and told Stan that Cameron was not part of the company. There was some sources that said that she maintained that it was real, like that she still told uh stan like oh the company is real but cameron's not a part of it but then there were other the gospel according to q (laughs) there were other sources that said like she came clean about the whole thing it's like there's no company cameron's not part of some underground things i don't know what is actually real but she at least said like the thing that you're afraid of is not real and it's not going to happen 
So while initially Janice had seemed to enjoy the sadistic torture of Stan, she later told the girl that she had also been subjected to sexual assaults and beatings from the moment she had met Cameron at the age of 15. Oh. And yeah. During How their old six. Was he? Um, I don't remember. Uh, only a couple year age difference because when uh, Stan was first kidnapped, Cameron was 23 and Janice was 19. Okay. So not a huge age difference. Not one of those like. 14 versus 30. Right. But yeah. I mean, even still, she was, you said she was 15? She was 15, yeah. He was, so he was 19. Yeah. Still, which not is great. still gross. Yeah. That's still like people are talking shit right now because Sky Jackson and Beyonce's nephew are apparently in a relationship. I, I, I keep up with the youths. What can I say? I don't. And, she was allegedly in a relationship with him when she was 18 and he was 15 and people were like, oh, this is gross. Yeah. Which is absolutely, that's accurate. That's accurate. It doesn't matter who is the older one in the relationship. It's gross. We shouldn't do this. This is, but yeah. I mean, oh. let's, let's all wait a couple years before yeah, we like, try let's to give dive it a into anything. Let's give um, it a minute. But yeah, getting into Janice's history. So during their six, sick sex sessions that was very difficult to say um he would allegedly whip her suspend her from trees in handcuffs and even submerge her head in water to the point of near drowning and when she didn't comply he beat her later does that sound familiar because that's everything he did to stan yeah i think that sounds somewhat familiar yeah so later janice wanted to have a child and to avoid some of her husband's more painful bondage practices she desperately entered into the contract with her husband, which would allow him to kidnap and imprison a sex slave in order uh, to give him a new target for his sadistic abuse. And Stan was that victim. So that's what was said at court, that that's why she kind of went along with it. But there were uh, testimonies of like how much Janice knew. And it seemed like she was a little bit to blame. Okay. Saying nothing, I think, is equal to doing the action itself. If you know all of this is going on, uh, like a woman is kept under your bed with a bedpan 23 hours a day, made to believe that her family will get murdered if uh, she steps out of line, that's fucking horrible. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not something that you do. And certainly, I mean... The fact that she did not have any problems with it until there was some jealousy. It seems, yeah. Yeah. That's like, fucking horrible. Yeah. But in August of 1984, uh, after having some money wired over from family, Janice drove Stan to the bus station in Red Bluff to head home to Oregon. In a televised interview for The Girl in the Box, which I'll get to in a minute, Stan mm-hmm. told the interviewer that she then went when she got to the bus station, she phoned Cameron to inform him that she was leaving and that he reacted by bursting into tears. Oh, for who knows what reason. Man. Yeah. He, he has so many problems. Yeah, right. Big strong um, man is fairly widow on the inside. In months that followed. <laughs> in the months also. that followed, she did not contact the police but continued to call Cameron regularly, which was weird. 
She explained this at the trial by saying that she wanted to give him, at Janice's request, a chance to reform. Oh, please. Yeah. So he Janice had a chance was like, to reform over the course of seven years. Exactly. So Janice was like, please don't say anything. You can go home to your family. You can be away from him. Please don't say anything to the police. I wonder but, if that's why little bitch boy started to cry because he was like, oh, she's going to tell the police that I was thinking that too. Or like he was just like he wasn't afraid of repercussions. It was just afraid like he had to get somebody else. I don't know. Or maybe he actually did end up starting to have feelings for her and was I don't know. I don't know. None of these are great. No, no matter what the explanation is, none of them no. are great. <laughs> Uh, but whatever happened, three months later, Janice reported her husband to the police. So I think there was an incident um, within those three months uh, that Janice was like, he's not going to change. He needs to be put away. Mm -hmm. And she informed Lieutenant Jerry D. Brown of the Red Bluff police that Cameron had kidnapped, tortured, and murdered uh, Marie Elizabeth Spanik, who had disappeared on January 31st, 1976. So yeah, I... Uh, like a year and a half previous to Stan getting kidnapped. Okay. Um, and as an answer, authorities were unable to locate the remains of her. Um, and due to the lack of physical proof, there was no murder charge that was brought on, which oh, is shit. very unfortunate. That's so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of these cases that it's like, all we can do is just keep saying their name. And like, this is, this is who this person was and they were murdered. And, there may not be a body or bones or DNA or whatever, but they, this person existed and something horrible happened to them and they, the person that did it should be brought to justice. But right. if there's going to be no physical evidence, all we could do is just keep saying it. Yeah. Which sucks. So Chris Hatcher, a forensic psychologist and criminal profiler testified for Cameron's prosecution at the start of the 1985 trial and Janice testified against her husband in exchange for full immunity. Oh, fuck that bitch. Yep. No, she shouldn't have gotten full immunity. Like, no, maybe like a reduced so. sentence. Yeah. Or like, you get to go to the nice Martha Stewart prison. You don't get to go to like the bad prison. Yeah. So during court hearings, it was suggested that Stan suffered from Stockholm Syndrome, which yeah. occurs when people begin to love their captor because of the intense stress that they've been under. Tale as Which old as time. I think could be true to a point. I also think that she could have just been brainwashed into actually believing the company. I don't know if she actually cared for Cameron. True. But then her not immediately going to the police and actually listening to Janice of like, hey, like give him a chance to reform. And she kept in contact with him. Yeah. Well, and so, who's to say that she, I mean... There were four other people in that household counting the children. So who yeah. is to say that she may not have experienced Stockholm Syndrome for Cameron, but she could have for Janice for the because Janice was so sympathetic towards the end for the children who did nothing wrong. Yeah. And, and oh, didn't I don't want know. to tear up a family. And yeah, like there's there's I mean, she could be suffering from it. That could just like you don't have to just be suffering from one yeah, exactly. Mental illness. Well, she said that she did begin to actually care for him a little bit when he showed her the smallest amount of affection, which would, mm -hmm. like, he allowed her to celebrate her birthday, and he gave her a Bible. Like... Oh, a fucking course. But also, that's all you need in that situation. Yeah, you is, like, the, with smallest, the Bible and you run. 
no the smallest amount of affection is like oh my god like yeah this person's not as bad as i thought they were like yeah yeah, he held my head under a bucket and i almost drowned but now he's showing me affection maybe he's not as bad yeah it's not even the king james version i mean (laughs) again we have never been in this type of situation pray to god we will never be in this type of situation i will not last as long as she did that's for sure like i can't imagine it's just like honestly anything yeah it's anything that you can do to get yourself through that situation whether it's pretending to love this person actually loving this person detaching yourself whatever it was yeah so it's not um, an easy choice to make like yeah. I, I mean, and if you feel that you're not strong enough to make that choice of I've got to do what I can to survive instead of just rolling nobody should over have to and, do that. No, nobody should have to do that. But if you I'm sure there are people who are listening because I'm for sure listening to this and thinking to myself, I would not be strong enough to withstand that. I would have just keeled over and I'm sitting there thinking to myself then, well, like, but what about what if they do it to somebody next? And yeah, it's a whole thing. And uh, but I still, I, 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 there are people, I count myself as one of them, who do not have that internal strength and just that sheer fucking fortitude. Just the will to survive. Yeah. I mean, I mean the same again, goes for you, Mary Vincent. You don't know what you're capable of until you're put in that situation. True. Very true. Because I'm sure, I'm sure Mary Vincent, who we've talked about in uh, the episode "Females Are Strong as Hell," mm-hmm. um, I'm sure she didn't think that she could. If you had asked her, like, "Hey, what what is the situation that you could be put in and uh, get out alive?" Right. Like, I'm sure nobody would put them in that situation and be like, "Yeah, I could get out of that." Like, I don't think yeah. I can get out of breaking a bone with nobody else around. <laughs> Right. Like if I if I was out on a walk and I broke my leg and there was nobody else around, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I, I think I would just lay there and cry. I would. I would. 100%. I'm the biggest goddamn baby you've ever met. You know this. I mean, I, again, I pray never to be put in a type of situation where you have right. to figure out how strong you are. But right. more power to these people because wow yeah and um she had later said that she coped with this by compartmentalizing it which is something obviously like i would be like yes you have to kind of look outside your own body and pretend it's not happening to you pretty much and she even said to people magazine quote i learned i can go anywhere in my mind you just remove yourself from the real situation going on and you go somewhere else. You go somewhere pleasant around people you love, whatever makes you happy, end quote. Mm-hmm. And in the end, Cameron Hooker was sentenced to consecutive prison terms totaling 104 years for sexual assaults, kidnappings, and using a knife in the process. And he was originally ineligible for parole until 2023. He had his hearing date moved up seven years early to 2015 by California's elderly parole program on April 16th, 2015, he requested his request for parole was denied and Cameron will be eligible for another hearing in 2030. Get fucked Cameron. However, due to the COVID-19 pandemic that we are currently Mm -hmm. going through, 
California officials contacted Stan and advised her that they were looking into possibly granting him parole in March of 2021. So two months from now. Fuck that. Yeah. Hell no. We need that vaccine is what we need. Yeah. All right. So after the trial, Stan studied for an accounting degree. And as reported by Mara Brovson in March 9th, 2014, New York Daily News article, quote, tried to move on to a normal life, but misery followed her. A string Mm -hmm. of failed marriages and a troubled child now child now in jail, end quote. She suffered. Understandable. Yeah. She suffered from chronic back and shoulder pain as a result from her confinement, again, in a box for 23 hours a day. Yeah, but also just like a constant reminder. Like she can't even have like a minute. You get a twinge in your shoulder and you're like, that's where it's from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When she returned home, she received extensive therapy, obviously. Yeah. But she joined and volunteered for Reading Women's Refuge Center, which is an organization that helps abused women. So even though everything that she went through and all the pain she continues to go through, she still chose to help other women who had gone through something similar, which, again, the strength of these people that we talk about, I can't even imagine. Exactly. Like the whole, I mean, I... Because even that, you have to, at, in on some level, think about that, what trauma you've experienced yeah. again, just I'm to sure, try to I'm, relate. I'm sure she has to talk about her experience many times yeah. uh, when she's uh, helping these other women. And she has said, quote, your life is just in limbo when you're in captivity. Once you get your freedom back and you have that choice again, it's like the gates open and you just run for it. I have to accept the fact that it happened because it did. I don't let it affect my life now uh, because to me it's over, end quote. Which I think, I mean, if you're going to go through something like that, that's a, a healthy way to try to get through it. Be like, this is, acknowledge, this is something that happened in my life. I'm not going to let it be Dictate. the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not in confinement anymore. Now I'm going to have a life. Yeah, and I'm not going to let this keep me in a different kind of confinement exactly meanwhile janice reverted to her maiden name lashley and became a registered associate social worker oh fuck no and has worked as a mental health professional oh yeah that seems great yeah uh stan has changed her last name both janice and stan continue to live in california they do not communicate with each other well yeah i should hope the fuck not exactly like and that is the case of the girl in the box. Um, as you can imagine, if it's on this podcast, there's some pop culture references to this case. Um, it is the main plot of the American documentary style horror film, The Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie Tapes from hmm. 2007. Um, and it has a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Google, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 50% audience score. You can watch it on Sling, Amazon Prime, or for free on Pluto. Um, it looks pretty rough. That's you know, all I'm going to say. I, I, not, to, not to interrupt this, but while, you're, while I'm listening to you talking about this, I wanted to know if Janice Lashley was still alive. Uh-huh. She's still alive and she's still practicing? And 
the reviews on her Google page are not great. So when you're oh, done no. with that, I would like to read. <laughs> yes, please, please. I'll get back to the films in a minute, but I need, no, no, I no. didn't do even the, research do this Do the part. films first. No, do the films first. Okay, I got please, two more. like finish your thought. Yes. I got two more and then there's some books and uh, <laughs> music and TV. So let me just oh, finish honey, we this. we got time. Okay, good. So on September 10th, 2016, a TV movie based on the case titled The Girl in the Box premiered on Lifetime. Starring Addison Timlin as Colleen Stan, who was in Californication and the Town That Dreaded Sundown remake. If you remember our episode on the Phantom Killer of Texarkana, that's okay. what the Town uh, That Dreaded Sundown was based on. So we're tying everything together. Um, Zane Holtz played Cameron Hooker, who was in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, who was he? Uh, I, I watched the up, shit out of that mu- movie in my teenage depression. Look it up while I'm talking. I don't remember. Zane Holtz. Z-A-N-E-H-O-L-T-Z. Um, he was also in the Jodi Arias Dirty Little Secret TV movie. Oh, so we're getting a lot of like cross-pollination here. Yeah, and I don't recognize him. I think he was the asshole brother that beat up Nina Dobrev, but I can't be sure. Possibly. And also, Zelda Williams played Janice Hooker, who was the voice yeah. in The Legend of Korra and daughter of Robin Williams. I was going to say, and also... <laughs> Let me bury the lead here. Um, it has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Pretty good for a TV movie. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a tomato meter rating, but it has mm-hmm. a 57% audience score, and you can buy it on Vudu or iTunes. So I didn't okay. see a place to like watch it for free or anything. Um. And the movie was actually followed by a two-hour documentary called Colleen Stan, Girl in the Box. I don't have a lot of information on that. Couldn't really find it anywhere to watch. I was going to try to watch it for research, but I didn't see it. Um, As far as literature goes, the case is documented in the book Perfect Victim, the story, the true story of the girl in the box. Uh, It was published in 1989, and it was written by uh, the prosecutor Christine McGuire, and Carla Norton, and it has a four out of five on Goodreads. So pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, there was an updated version of the story, which I had referenced right in the beginning, um, called The Simple Gifts of Life by Jim Green, and that was published in 2009. It has a 4.03 out of five on Goodreads. And this is the part that always like <laughs> baffles my mind, is the music section. Uh. So... <laughs> In 1996, an American rock band, Elysian Fields, released a song titled Jack in the Box uh, for their debut studio album, Bleed Your Cedar. I sound like Mm -hmm. an old person every time I read these. (laughs) Um, It was made available for purchase that same year, and its lyrical content delves into Stan's experience of being imprisoned by Cameron in the box under the bed that she shared with his wife and alludes to the power he had over her. Um, Some of the lyrics are... It's been seven years now, living in this box, closed in on all sides, no light, just dark. He kept me under the bed. I'd pray for it to stop. He locked, he locked me safely away and lie on top. So that's oh. a pretty clear uh, allusion to this case. Oh, God. That's great. <laughs> I just watched, yeah, Bean tried to commit beanicide just now. He just almost fell off my desk. We're not even mm-hmm. going to cut that out. Fuck it. Um <laughs> So the case inspired the name for, all right, the guy's name is Richard Ramirez. It's not that Richard Ramirez. (laughs) This is a different guy. And you know what? 
as I was researching this, because I was like, Richard Ramirez was in a fucking uh, noise group. Mm-hmm. Experiment. It was labeled as a Texas experimental noise group called Black oh. Leather Jesus. Oh, um, okay. And I was like, what the fuck? No, but nowhere does it reference that Richard Ramirez is also a serial killer. Like, I was burying the lead here. Yes. (laughs) Well, and then I started, like, I really started researching this dude. So some of his other projects include uh, titles called Priest in Shit, (laughs) An Innocent Young Throat Cutter, House of the Black Death, Martyr of Sores, Last Rape, and the Static Noise solo project, Werewolf Jerusalem. These are real things. This is... Yeah. This is... This is... Well, Ramirez said, Black Leather... uh, Sorry. Quote, Black Leather Jesus came from a story that I saw on the news about a woman that was held captive by a man who kept her under his waterbed for seven years. He raped her and told her that he was Jesus Christ. He performed bondage acts on her as well. She finally escaped after seven years. His wife claimed that she did not know that a woman was under their bed. This is untrue. The story stuck with me. I couldn't believe that someone could have been held for that length of time without going mad. End quote. So Mm -hmm. that's why he wanted to name his his group black leather jesus yeah what the fuck ever i i I, that Um, doesn't that doesn't that doesn't work for me that doesn't work for me no well there's one more this is weird in 2012 so that's like a that's too recent for this to be a thing there was a short opera piece composed by patrick jarlston I think sure. is how you pronounce his name. Why and not? I'm going to say it, it's probably not Jonas. It's probably Giannis mm-hmm. Berdernan. Sure. Bernander. Uh, it was based on the kidnapping and it premiered in Stockholm, Sweden under the name Den 4444 colon E Dagen, which is the 4444th day. All right. I'm just That's trying how- to... That's how it was spelled Read that in my on head. the Wikipedia. I know, but then I'm trying to spell it back out, it, like envision it in my head, and it's not working, but yeah. that's okay. That's that's my own issues. And, I have and the last section before we get to <laughs> the uh, reviews of Janice's uh, mental health practice, <laughs> um, we're talking about TV, obviously. So of the course. case and its core elements of the invisible conspiracy used to coerce a victim into servitude and long periods of confinement have formed the basis for several episodes of television crime series, including, of course, it's going to be Criminal Minds. Well, we're going to get to that. (laughs) Criminal Minds Season 7, Episode The Company, Ghost Whisperer Season 4, Episode Ball and Chain, and you got it, Law and Order SVU, Season 1, Episode Slaves. So this is an early one. Yeah, I've probably seen that because I started binging Law and Order at the beginning of my of at the beginning of quarantine and then I got too depressed and was like maybe now is not the time to binge Law and Order SVU. <laughs> I think it was like a very early it, it might have been season 1 episode 1. But huh, um, I'm trying to it think was back a very early which one that episode. Would be. Um it was also profiled in the 2008 
I unplugged my headphone for a second. We're going to skip right past it. <laughs> the 2008 episode of Kidnap, uh, Kidnapped of the Investigation docu- Discovery series Wicked Attraction. We've talked about this series before. Um, there was also a 2012 episode of the sci-fi series Paranormal Witness titled The Apartment, which told the stories of the story of the disappearance of the first victim, Elizabeth Marie Spanik, and uh, includes a cameo mention of Stan's kidnapping. And the last one, the case was mentioned in a pa- in passing during an episode of a TV show called Waking the Dead. Uh, oh. The episode was titled Fugue States Part 1, which is in season four. I read that so quickly, I thought it was The Walking Dead. And I was like, no fucking way did they mention this case. They didn't. You're right. It's called no Waking the way. Dead. It's a, I looked it up afterwards because I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like a British police procedural, one of those shows. It's oh, like okay. a British SVU. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Or a British Criminal Minds because. Exactly. Let's, let's be real. Marishka cannot be imitated. No, cannot. Um, but that is this story. It is quite crazy as you will know anybody that has listened to the entire podcast will know that like kidnapping stories are really like my type of of case that like your shit yeah i I just i am so interested in the kidnapping ones i don't know why it's like we're gonna get to a big one in a couple weeks oh great um yeah this that one requires more research than i'm prepared to commit to at this current moment in time but um yeah we're gonna be getting to that one most people will probably know what it is um but yeah these are such interesting cases like you start researching and you're like she was kept in a box for seven years Mm -hmm. and you're like what is the psychology of the person that would live through that and what is the psychology of the person that would do that yeah that's what i find interesting i mean it's just people some people really are terrible some people like it's really all it comes down to and some people need to be i'm sorry about this put down (laughs) because (laughs) you don't think at any time in those seven years he was like ah maybe i fucked up maybe maybe this is bad maybe i was wrong no he's so he's in so deep in his own well first of all up his own ass but in his own narrative and second of all he already killed somebody he already he already killed one person so i don't know if that like sent him way over the edge is like well there's no backing out now because if i back out i'm gonna have to it's gonna come out that i killed somebody exactly um and i did look up that svu episode um andrew mccarthy from pretty much every 80s movie ever plays the Cameron Hooker type of guy. Uh-huh. Um, Rico Aylesworth from 24 plays what looks like the um, Stan type uh-huh. of victim. Yeah. Um, but also Kelly Bishop from Gilmore Girls is in it. Michael Kelly, whose face everybody knows, but you probably have never known his name. He's Star been in studded. like a fuck ton of shit. Um, Audra McDonald is in this. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I know. I can't get over this. Star of so, stage. There is star of stage, star of screen. Let's not forget the practice. Uh, it's um, true. Oh my god. And I know. And like it's I'm very impressed with this episode. Like they pulled out all the stops and it was the season finale. 
and it has an 8.9 oh, okay. out season of 10. finale that's uh-huh. what it was i mm-hmm. thought it was season one episode one season finale okay season finale and like hell yeah but Love um it. to get to what you and i have been waiting for for the past five minutes sorry we had um, a mini freak out bean is studiously watching his father play video games and when i tell you it's the cutest fucking thing i've seen all day um you need that after an episode like this but actually yes that was my like eye slash ear bleach um so get to these reviews i'm so excited so first of all i'm happy to report that she is far 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 the fuck away from me um but yes janice a lashley is she still like super northern California? Because yes. I think Red Bluff is like hell right northern. over the border. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's an ACSW, um, which is something, something social work, something certified social worker, I believe. Um, I don't, I used to know, I don't know anymore. And quite frankly, I don't care to pay her any heed. But the reviews. So typically on Google reviews, I would say that they are more lenient than Yelp. She does not have a Yelp page, probably for the best. Also doesn't have okay. a Facebook page, definitely for the best. Um, but she, like, you know, how typically, like, the shittiest business in, like, your city will still have, like, a 3.7. Yeah. There's you know like, what I mean? There's definitely, like, a pizza place. It's like, there was glass in my pizza, but I ate around it, like, yeah. four out of five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like places that should not be in business, arguably the same in this case, that are still not just in business, but don't have like the fucking god awful reviews they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Janice has one star. <laughs> if I didn't want to give away my, like, the place where I live, I would direct people to the post office in my town <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you separately because the reviews for this post office, there's literally like the most miserable woman in the entire world. Like too miserable to work at the DMV. I'll say that. She is honestly the worst person I've ever met in my entire life. Like she's mean on site. Like you walk into that place and you've ruined her day. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Like the people that like review this. Oh my God. But yeah, the fact that she has one star. Does she work part-time at the Norwalk, Connecticut DMV? Because I think I know her. <laughs> I mean, they're probably all the same person. They all get coffee together. <laughs> they're all they're all clones. Um, but yeah, so Janice has one one whole star all to Love herself. It. How? How did, how did she get the one? Because like if you either you, you have, have to have at least one. You have to have at least one. Like you can't give it zero stars. Oh. Um I'm sure I haven't read through these yet, which uh, there has is to be ones be, like if I could, if give, I could zero. give zero stars, I would. I, I there has to be. But I will say there are nine reviews. All of them are one star. Wow. Do any of them mention the case? Um, yes. <laughs> <gasps> OK, go read, 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 read. Um, I, I will. You say, don't have to read all of them. Just read me a selection. of your Well, I'm, I'm only going to read you a selection because of of them only one two three four of them have actual words everybody else was just like fucker one star perfect um so first we have brandy d who said what happened to background checks does california not conduct them before giving out licenses wow so right off the bat so we got someone who knows (laughs) here's the thing i want to know if these people actually went to her for services 
Or they did exactly what we did and researched the case and was like, holy fuck, like she's a practicing it's, it's social worker? Ladder. It's the uh, latter. Okay. It's the latter. All right. I um, would be interested to see what somebody says that actually went to her. I mean, the the blank, the, not the blanks, um, the ones that have no verbiage, maybe they saw her, but I maybe. can't imagine this woman is making money. Um, So, like, when I was going to see a therapist i did a background check on her in my like very unhealthy state yeah and of course she's a fucking angel she still is um but stephanie says oh no i take that back stephanie jacinda ardern forever full last name says um which i agree i agree she's a badass female leader i shouldn't just say female leader she's a badass world leader but we don't have enough women in power so boom um so she also surprisingly gave her one star and said she was formerly known as janice hooker she was the wife of cameron hooker cameron kidnapped and held colleen stands as a sex slave for seven years colleen has three e's and there are no spaces between the periods and the next sentence but i'm Love. in agreement yeah um senor the taco facts, lady Exactly. Senor Taco said two years ago, she admitted to aiding in the kidnapping and murder of a woman, dot, 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 which I think sums this up quite nicely. Yep. And then finally, mousy fat girl. I didn't make up this name. (laughs) I didn't make up the name. These are definitely like true crime researchers. 100%. Yes. 100%. Because I am all of these people. Exactly. Well, and she, yeah, she's got a black and white cat as her profile picture. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it could be. Um, And she has, I believe, the most, she's tied with Brandy D for the most liked reviews. Okay. Um, Stephanie, Jacinda Ardern Forever got 11 um, thumbs up and Senor Taco got 10. Um, Brandy D and Mousy Fat Girl have 17 thumbs up. Good. Each um, said, I can't believe she's a therapist. That's a disgrace. Yep. I'm in agreement. That's all you need to say. I'm in agreement. And like, whoo, Lord. And one of the wow. people that gave a one star, like, again, did not write down their review, but they're a local guide. So, you know, they know some shit. All right. So I'm, I'm, I have enjoyed myself finding this. I did look for others on like every like health like there's like health and doctor websites and things like that where you can um what's the word that i'm looking for like you can review doctors yes um there are no reviews okay and i think that's telling like i said i don't think because i've i've written reviews for doctors on these things and they like want specifics from your visit so that it's not just like fucking me and brandy d go and fuck this bitch yeah exactly um, but yeah wow that's a Lord. whole that is a full heaping of nope it is a uh chef's kiss this is Damn. something else well let us know if you would go to oh janice you're a fucking idiot i'm not gonna tell oh, no. you how to find this but janice did attach her well i guess there's no other way to say this so i guess you're gonna find it anyway she did attach her business card with her address and her phone number to this thing well i don't think this case happened uh in the late 70s early 80s i don't know if we need to like 
heap on everybody being like, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, Um, no, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying I... I would not do that if I were her. I'm as a business owner. As a business sure, owner, yes. But or as, as somebody a, who you've got you've got true crime fanatics. Like we've yeah. got those girls in the comments that are all like, I wanna fuck Bundy. Like I mean, it's yeah. it's I mean, gross. We've but talked it's there. about this. It's, it's we've weird. talked about this. But whoo lordy. It's wild, man. Well, that is this case. And uh, if you'd go to somebody who aided in the seven-year kidnapping of kidnapping and torture of a woman, let maybe us know. Rethink that. Maybe, maybe rethink it. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm going to post a bunch of stuff on the website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. I'm sorry I don't keep it as updated as it usually is, but every once in a while I, like, load the queue and, like, it'll just post for days. So... <laughs> Posts for days. <laughs> Posts for days. So, like, check it out then. Um, we have our Instagram. We've got Twitter. And we've got our Facebook. So many more people have been liking the Facebook. Holy shit. It's very... Not that not that you're weird, there's, but it's very weird to me because, like, you wake up and then suddenly... Exactly. And I'm like, wow. Like, a lot of people have nothing to do during quarantine. They've run out of things to do. Yeah. Um... But with that being said, with all of these new fans, I also want to give a shout out to Crystal and all of our other listeners, speaking of mental health, who like, uh, I, I'll, I'll be straightforward. I'm right there with you with not. And some people don't have the energy to reach out. And, and some people are totally a little nervous, too. Okay. Like, there are so many podcasts that I listen to that I'm a diehard for, and I've never even tried oh, yeah. to like, comment, oh, yeah. do anything for yeah because i'm just like i'm not ready to have that type of i'm not that brave but also i'm a fucking eeyore that's like oh no one will see it um and so and that's my own that's my own bullshit that's that's why we've got we've got the legal meth on my desk here being um, a podcast host you do see all of the comments and and that's what i'm afraid of (laughs) and i see all of like the new people like liking yeah i don't know here's the other thing i don't know if people liking the facebook page actually listen to the podcast so if you are a new that's true <laughs> if you are a new facebook page uh subscriber liker follower i don't know what they're called but if you are message us and introduce yourselves if you uh are in the correct it. mental headspace for that not even correct mental headspace some people just don't like to chat and that's totally yeah. understandable honey like we I love mean, to chat i love getting new messages from i mean people. clearly we love to chat because we're here we're chatting <laughs> it's a fun time that's all we do is chat we've got um, a lot of suggestions for episodes and just know we do keep a running list of those suggestions we uh, do. i would it's i long. would recommend check our backlog before you recommend something because we have gotten recommendations for stuff we've already covered yeah which is and that's all right that's it's, it's great not our it's not our problem but at the same time it will save you the effort but it makes it so much more fun when you recommend something and we're like you know what we have that episode right we already ready did for it for you <laughs> you can listen to it right this minute you don't even have to wait for our lazy asses to research it that's what i think i should respond to next time somebody requests something um that we've already done is just be like all right We've decided and we like within a minute of them messaging. We've done it. Here you go. <laughs> we did it. We're that fast for you. <laughs> We're amazing. Um, um but yeah, join the Patreon. It's a fun time. Um there's a couple extra bonuses on there. Um 
I will say that this year is going to be a little funky. So if any bonuses are um, a little later than they would normally be, we're trying our very best. I am getting married this year. So. No, are you? Are you engaged? <laughs> I had no idea. Are you engaged? Technically, I'm not engaged. I'm married. But this that's, is a true. Whole, this is true. that's a whole COVID-19 bullshit thing. Yeah. So Fuck COVID, man. Yeah. So uh, if you're familiar with the podcast, we do something called Spooktober, which we do two we do. episodes a week in October. Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting married in October. Yeah, so, it's going to be a real spooky time. <laughs> it's going to be the most stressful month of my life. So we'll see. Oh, and, and now a my, bean's life. My oh. cat is yelling at me, so that means I must go. He has feelings because he wants to sit on my lap. So, yeah, website, because you're gonna you're gonna devote all your time to your new husband and spend no time with him. I'm devoting all my time to my new cat <laughs> and my my husband that I've been with for 13 years this Up, year. I was gonna say umpteen. Deal That's with it. So many. What? That is what? more than a decade. Everybody he took That's, off his headphones a lot that's a lot of time it is um but just to wrap it up go to the website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com you're gonna find all of the links to our facebook instagram twitter patreon also our email address crimeculturepod at gmail.com email us anything suggestions fun stuff before we get questions about it, yes, the Richard Ramirez documentary on Netflix. We're going to talk about it. Give us a minute to like have Let everyone catch see. up. Yeah. We will be talking about it. We're also going to be talking about a lot of other true crime documentaries. Spoiler alert for two weeks from now, my next episode. Um, but uh, yeah, that all that stuff is coming. We're, we're working on it, people. We want to give you some cases that not everyone else is talking about. Right. Which is like this one. I haven't heard this one on the Content. podcast before. I've never heard of this. I'm telling you, we're I'm surprised. Yeah, that's it. We're here for it. you. We're so. we were here before. It was cool. Um, yeah. But anyway, but yeah. that's that, and that's we're gonna it. see you next Tuesday. Yep, and that's to everybody, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. We hear you. We see you. We love we you, love and you. we're thankful. We're thankful. I wish I could speak. I'd be thankful for that. We're thankful for you listening. Yeah, and we're hoping that 2021 is the year that 2020 hoped it could have been. I mean, <laughs> there's not a high bar, so. <laughs> yeah, as Shania Twain said, up, 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 there's only up from here. Is that what the lyric is? I don't remember. I thought she said, nah, 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 let's like go, woman. girls. <laughs> I think that that is the year of man, I feel like a woman. But anyway. This might be. See you All next right, Tuesday, Let's go, girl. Bye. Bye. Bye.